As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so we're looking at Sefer HaGadah. It's still on page 143. It's volume 1, 10-2. Um, this one is about, this, this entry is about Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai, who was the leader of the, uh, of the Jews in Jerusalem. And the way he uh, sort of brokered peace with the Romans. The, uh, the Midrash says that when Vespasian the emperor, or it's called Aspasianus in our, uh, in our uh, sources. So when Vespasian besieged Jerusalem, there were three very rich people, Nakdimon ben Gurion, ben Kalbasavo, ben Tzitzita Keset. And those three were able to provide for the whole city wheat, barley, wine, salt, oil, and, uh, and uh, firewood for 21 years. So they could have, uh, they could have withstand siege for many, many years, but the Birionim, or what they call the Sikari, Sikari in the, in Latin means a dagger. So those were the zealots who said we're going to fight to the last drop of blood. Um, they were very ferocious, but not only they were fighting with the Romans. They said anyone who thinks that we could uh, arrive at a certain agreement with the Romans, we're going to kill him. We we don't accept that. So in order to make people in the city desperate to make sure that they fight, they set fire to all these uh, uh, granaries with wheat and barley and, and, and oil. They, they spilled the oil. They destroyed everything. They said, no, that's it. It's a, we're on a suicidal mission. Either you, you survive or you die. But there's no, there's no in-between. Um, Rabban Yohanan Bezakai realized that this is not, it's not, they're not going to win. They are going to all die because the Roman Empire, I mentioned this before, the Roman Empire could not afford to lose even one city because it was all part of the system of the Roman Empire that was paying tax uh, and tribute to, the, to, the, to Rome to, to sustain its lifestyle. The Romans poured all their armies to, to Israel at the time. So Rabban Yohanan Bezakai sent a message to his uh, nephew, whose name was Abbas Sikara ben Batiyah. Abbas Sikara, Sikara is the word Sikari, uh, a dagger. So he's the master of uh, the dagger uh, bearers. And Batiyah, you know what Batiyah is in, uh, in Arabic? Watermelon. So they said that, that, that they called him like that because he, had, uh, he was a large man with big fists. Uh, his fists were the size of a watermelon. It's quite this one tradition. 
So he's, a, he's an intimidating man. שלח לו רבן יוחנן בן זכאי, בוא אצלי בצנעה. בא. אמר לו רבי יוחנן בן זכאי, עד מתי אתם עושים ככה וממיתים את כל העולם ברעב? אמר לו, מה אעשה אם אומר להם דבר יהרגוני? So רבן יוחנן told his nephew, what are you doing? You're going to kill everyone by hunger. Meaning he's not, he cannot reason with him to say that the war is, is futile or there's no point to the war. He tells him, I support your idea of, of, of waging war, but now that you've destroyed all the, all the food, people are going to die in hunger before they are able to win the war against the Romans. The, the, his nephew says, I can't say anything. My people are going to kill me. So this is, a, this is the idea of that sometimes a leader loses control over his people. They're already all in the, in the thick of, of, uh, of battle. They see blood. They're, they're, they're uh, um, hyped about this idea of defeating the Romans. You can't reason with them anymore. Even their leader, this intimidating man, Abbasikara, he cannot talk to them. They're already in the, in the, in the mode of war. אמר לו רבי יוחנן, ראה לי תקנה שיצא מכאן, אפשר שתהיה הצלה מועדת. Try to find a way for me to smuggle me out of the city. Maybe I can bring some salvation to, to, to save something of, of, our, uh, of our city. אמר לו אבא סיקרה, עשינו בינינו שלא יצא אדם מכאן, אלא אם כן הוא מת. The only way for you to leave the city is if you're dead. So he's not threatening him, but he says this is very dangerous. The only way you could get out of the city is in a casket to be buried. And you're not dead. Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Otsi'eni b'dmut met. Okay, so let me pretend that I died, and then take me out. So his nephew said, okay. Aseh atzmecha chole ve'avu akol evakecha, ve'avid davar shel sirachon v'anach etzlecha, ve'yomri met Rabbi Yohanan. He says, first you have to spread the rumor that you're sick, and have people come and visit. It will take a while. And I mean, this is a really, like, you know, a uh, covered operation. He planned it out. He says, make sure that everybody knows that you're sick. Then bring something uh, that with, with a strong s- smell to spread stench in your, in your house. And then people will say that you died. And then you should be carried out of town. But let your disciples carry you. They have to know that it's... That, that, uh, they have to know the secret because if other people carry the casket they will realize that the dead is not as heavy as it's supposed to be. Right? Um, so he had two of his students Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua to carry him. So obviously the, the, the Aaron, the casket that they had back then it's not what we have today. It was more like a gurney. So otherwise you can't carry such a heavy load with two people. And uh, they were walking with him until sunset. So maybe they went around the city pretending that you know, they're doing eulogies. But they, uh, they scheduled it to get to the, to the wall, to the exit, at around sunset. For two reasons. One is that it's already dark, so it's hard to see what's, ha- what's happening. It's, uh, you know, they didn't have lights the way we have, it, we have today. Second, that sunset is usually one of the times for the shifts when the guards change. So it's already uh, a little bit in a state of confusion, and they thought they would be able to sneak through. Uh, 
So they said it's, it's, a, it's a dead person. He died. Don't you know that we are not allowed to leave a dead body in Yerushalayim? We have to bury the person at the same day. So they said, okay, let us see if he's really dead. Let us push a dagger through the body. Says if you do that, that's the head of the of the zealots, the head of the, of the of this mafia, talking to them. He says you cannot do that because people will say that you have uh, you have stabbed your master, the rabbi. It's 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 uh, it's shameful. So they said, okay, we'll just let us just shake the bed, see if he responds, like uh, you know, physically. He said, oh, this is also shameful. What do people say? Which is interesting to show you that even those people who became like, completely lawless have certain uh, respect to the, to the master, to Rabban Yohanan Mizakai. I don't know if you re- remember many, many years ago, maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, the car of Hacham Avadeh Yosef was stolen. He had a very expensive uh, vehicle donated by someone, I think, from Mexico. It's... Um, like uh, maybe it was even armored, Mercedes, $300,000, something like that. And as all vehicles in Israel, it's uh, susceptible to be stolen by Arabs. It happened to my car. Uh, and it doesn't survive for long. When I called the police three hours after my car was stolen, they said, too late. It's probably already slaughtered and, uh, and sold as, uh, wow. as spare parts in Calquilia. Uh, but with Hachamad Yosef, they called right away. Of course, they noticed... The car was stolen. They called uh, the police, called the, the Palestinian Authority. Within one hour, the car was back, out of respect for the for the rabbi. So even in Machshavah, they have they have the kind of respect. In this case, it's not. We are talking about Jewish freedom fighters, but they had respect for the rabbi. But here, it's also symbolic. It's not just this, the stories. It is um, which probably didn't happen from we know what we know from historical <coughs> sources. This exact story of Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai being smuggled out of the city didn't happen. It's, it's more a symbolic story. It comes to, this, to send a message. And the message is that Rabban Yohanan already foresaw the, the result of the war. He knew it's not going to be successful. He tried to, uh, to save something of, from, for the Jewish people. And the, the Biryonim, the zealots, are willing to stab him, to push him, Meaning they lost all respect, they lost all respect to authority, whether uh, political, like Abbas Sikara, the head of the, the, head of the zealots, or, uh, or religious in the uh, form of Rabban Yohan Bezakai. So in any case, they bring him to Vespasian, they, they went, his disciples, all the way to Vespasian, who was at the time, was the general of the Roman army. Shalom uh, Shalom Alecha Melech, and meaning originally it's the Kiri, he calls him Kiri, which is, which is a, a emperor. He says, I greet the emperor. So Vespasian answered, you deserve to be executed twice. Once for killing, calling me emperor, which is treason, high treason. I'm not the emperor. And second, if I'm the emperor, you should have come and, 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 uh, and see me before that. So Rabban Yohanan answered, he said that you are the emperor, otherwise Yerushalayim would not have been given to you, because it's obvious that you're going to destroy Yerushalayim. 
and the Yerushalayim is a, of that status that only an emperor can destroy it. And he quotes a pasuk, Ve'alevanon be'adir yipol, the, 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 the forest of Lebanon, which is a metaphor for the, for the temple, will be destroyed by a mighty person, which is a king. And he says the, the other... Uh, and the reason why I didn't come to you so far is that uh, that the, the zealots didn't let me. Amalo Espasianus, Ilu Havichel Dvash, Udrakon Karuchalea, Loyu Shovrimete Havit Bishvila Drakon, says, What if you have a barrel of, of honey and a serpent is coiled around it? You would have to, in order to kill the serpent, you would have to break the barrel. The barrel is made, their barrels were made of clay. So you have to take a club and, and smash the head of the, of the serpent. And with that, you're going to destroy the barrel of honey. What is, the, what is he telling you? They're speaking in riddles. He says that Jerusalem is a... What, what Rabban Yohanan Bezakai was saying, he was saying, we're not, we, not all of us want to fight. Those are the zealots who are waging war against you, and they dragged all the people of Yerushalayim into the war. But we're really, we're trying to make peace. So the, the, the emperor answered, the, now you're all entangled, it's all one thing. The zealots are part, they are the, the dragon, they are the, the serpent that is coiled around Yerushalayim. I have to kill them, and in the process, innocent people will die. There's nothing I can do. And Rabban Yohanan did not answer. Shatak Rabbi Yohanan. Uh, later on, some rabbi said that what happened to Rabban Yohanan at that moment was... Uh, like momentary ignorance, and that God prevented him from knowing the right answer. They, he should have answered, you, you bring vice and you hold the serpent and you remove it, and then you let the barrel uh, remain whole. Which means, what he was, should have told him, come talk to me, we should, we should try to find ways to get only to the leaders of the rebellion and get rid of them or whatever way possible and let the uh, let Yerushalayim survive but did this, he, didn't, he didn't think of that maybe you know, the later rabbi said that, that he failed to understand the situation that God prevented him from knowing what to say but we could also say that he really, he really couldn't say that because once uh, the the mentality of the zealots took over Yerushalayim, you could not really separate between to tell who's who. How are you going to go into Jerusalem and, and separate them? There was no one to talk to. Um, but while they were talking, they're, they're, the Midrash goes on to say how the, the counselors of, uh, of uh, Vespasian all uh, chimed in. Everyone says his own, uh, his own idea of what has to be done. Uh, it's interesting, they, they are of the provinces of Arabia, Africa, Alexandria, and Palestina. That was the, the name that the Romans gave uh, Israel, you know, part of Israel. Palestina, not, nothing to do with the, with the Palestinians. They named it after the Philistines who lived there. And the Philistines uh, were Greeks, or, you know, from the, from the Greek islands who invaded Israel. That's why they're called Pelishtim, because in Hebrew the word Polish means invader. So yeah, maybe we should have uh, 
uh, if the Palestinians of today want to uh, adopt that name, which is completely historically incorrect, because for 2,000 years there were no, no one there called Palestinians, they should call themselves maybe invaders. That would be the, uh, because 90% of, uh, of people who live now in what is called the territories are not originally from Israel. So, but it's just a, a side, uh, side issue. The, um, and I'm not saying it as myself, a couple of, uh, maybe last year, two years ago, during the Tsuketan, the um, protective edge, in the summer, the, uh, a speaker from, the, uh, from Gaza was on Al Jazeera, right? And he called on his brethren to come and join the fight. And he said, how is it possible that you're not helping us? You know that 90% of us are from Kuwait, from Egypt, from Iraq, from... And he calls the name, you know, Al-Masri, Al-Baghdadi, or all these names, Al-Kuwaiti. So they admit that also. Arafat was born in Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, through this, as they were talking, Basharih mi-Romi v'amar l'Espasianus Amod, Shemeta Kesar v'nimnu g'dolei Romi l'oshivcha b'rosh. So... The messenger came and told the emperor, uh, rise because now you have been appointed emperor. Which is true, but very common at the, uh, those who know the history of the, Roman, uh, of the Roman Empire, it was very common for one of the leading generals to become emperor because he had the support of the army. A military coup was a very common thing. Actually, this, the year uh, just before the... The two years before the destruction of the temple, the year 67 of the coming era, is known in history as the year of the four emperors. Because four emperors uh, succeeded each other within one year. Nero, uh, Caligula, and... Uh, Caesar? Not Caesar, no, <clears throat> not there. And then, uh, and then Vespasian. So it was very tumultuous. It could, one could be one moment a general, the next, next thing he knows is uh, the emperor. היה אספסיאנוס נעול נעל אחד, בא לנעול את השנייה, ולא נכנסה רגלו. בא לחלוץ את הראשונה ולא יצא רגלו. Here we have an interesting uh, incident. He's, he's already wearing one shoe, and he's about to wear the other shoe, and he can't wear it. And so he tried to, to take off the first one, couldn't take it off. He doesn't know what's going on. Rabban Yohanan tells him that what happened now is that because you, hear, you heard such good news, you gain some weight, like, or you, you, you've expanded, you know, like, um, so you've inflated. So what you have to do is, how could you fix it? He says, let, 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 let them bring someone you really don't like, and just see him, you know, you'll feel uh, depressed again, and, uh, and literally, literally depressed, and you can do that. And then the emperor told Rabban Yohanan Bezakai, you're so wise, why didn't you come beforehand? And he said, I told you why I couldn't come. So this whole story is a little strange. You know why it's strange? Because Roman emperors did not, or soldiers, did not wear shoes. They wore sandals. You could fit your, 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 uh, your foot in a sandal, even if it's a little bigger. You know, you could, uh, you could always uh, stretch the straps a little bit. I think it's, it's the story... Has no uh, uh, base in reality. It doesn't make it not a good story. It's a great story, but it didn't happen that way. It again, it's it's a it's a message. It's an allegory. What is the story here? After Abba Yohanan Bezakai told the emperor to do that, 
He says, wow, you're so wise. You should have come earlier. Well, you're so impressed by, by the fact that the rabbi told him to, uh, uh, to, to bring someone that he doesn't like. So what is going on here? So <clears throat> I think the message is this. Uh, even after this whole discussion, and even after of his patient sees that Chabad Yohanan Bezakai was correct in his prediction, he says, I don't feel comfortable uh, trusting you, making peace with you, or giving you whatever you want, because the emperor tells Chabad Yohanan, like, how do I know that you're not an infiltrator? How do I know that you're not a traitor or a representative of those who are fighting against me? Right? And Rabban Yohanan Bezakai says, you, the truth is, you can never tell. You can never tell if someone is with you or against you. What you could really do is rely on your hunches. Right? In most cases, you could, you could really analyze and ask and question, but at the end of the day, it, it will be your hunch that you'll have to rely on, your, your gut feeling, or what people call the blink instance. If you're really an expert with people, you'll know within the first 10 seconds who the person is. If you're an expert uh, on tennis, you'll know within, you know, naturally this guy is a great player. This is a book called Blink by Malcolm Gladwell where he describes that. So Rabban Yohan guy says, here, look, you, feel, you felt good automatically, you, you, were, you, were, uh, you know, unconsciously or subconsciously, your body expanded. You see someone that you don't like automatically, you lose, you lose that, uh, that feeling. How do you feel with me? Do you feel uncomfortable or comfortable? This is like the subliminal message that Rabban Yohan Bezakai sends the emperor, right? It's also called body language. Body language, and that's maybe the symbolism of, you know how we still say it and we say English, right? If the boot fits, right? Cinderella, the glove, right? So what, this, it's a kind of compatibility. Rabban Yohan Bezakai says, okay, do you think we're compatible or not? He says, you're very wise. He should have come earlier. He says, I couldn't because of, like I told you. So he says, what do you want? Uh, I, he says, Vespasian says, I have to leave. Go back to Rome as the emperor. But now, whatever you ask, I'm going to give you. Rabbi Muhammad ben Zakai could have asked for him to spare Jerusalem. And some rabbis rebuke him for that. Again, they say, God prevented him from seeing the light. Others say no. He knew that this is too much to ask. He wanted to ask something which is reasonable. So he says, Let me have the city of Yavne and the scholars to establish yeshiva. This is again, not historically correct, but the message that the rabbis wanted to tell through the story is that when you look back in retrospect at this whole war, and you say, and you try to figure out what succeeded and what failed, you see that the military campaign at that point failed. What succeeded was that Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai continued the chain of tradition by teaching and qualifying masses for the next generation, preserving the Jewish tradition. And 2,000 years later, the Roman Empire is gone, but the Jewish uh, faith and tradition is still there. So many layers to every story in Agadah. I read, 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.